Welcome to Going Out Your Door, the podcast to get you out your door and on the road. I'm your host, Marjorie Frymouth, and thank you for tuning in today. I am so excited that you are here. How are you guys doing? I would love to share some fun or travel-related news from my own life, but really, um, still pandemic situation in Taiwan, although we only had 60 new cases in the entire country yesterday, and I'm getting ready to leave and go back to the States in about five weeks, but probably very soon um, for when you're listening to this, when this episode comes out. So right now, I'm just going through the the process of packing and getting ready to move, um, which I could consider this a little bit of, you know, firsthand research or a refresher at least because we will definitely talk about the process of setting yourself up in a new country or a new city um, and how to move and how to move back and get rid of things. Um, I promise it's far more interesting and culturally um related than I'm making it sound. Um, But that is mostly what is going on in my life right now. But I am really reveling in wanderlust right now. Um, I think I mentioned in the last episode that I'm seeing lots of people you know, booking trips, planning trips, going on trips. Um, And it's really fueling my own desire to get back on the road and just ideas of where I might want to go and what I might want to do. So that has been a lot of fun to get back into that mindset. I think that's something we've really missed out on the past year and a half, Um, especially for those of us with the perpetual itchy feet like myself. Itchy feet, is that right? Yeah, not cold feet. That's not wanting to get married. <laughs> Itchy feet? I don't know. Want, wanting to travel, wanting to leave. Um, it's really, it's fun to feel those um, feelings again. So on that note, we are actually talking about my favorite thing about getting to any new city today. We are talking about the free walking tour. What is a free walking tour, you might ask? Well, a free walking tour is a guided tour on foot around a city or a section of a city by a local. Um, Usually it's a young person or a university student, and the tour is technically free. At the end of the tour, they will ask for tips, and you pay what you believe that the tour was worth. I love free walking tours. It's the first thing that I look for in any new city that I get to because they help orient you. Um, You know, you're you're walking around the whole area, so you really develop a good sense of direction for where things are in the city. Um, They show you things that you want to do, whether it's something that you, you know, you hadn't seen before when you were researching this destination um, or, you know, they help solidify things that you might have seen in your research, but you weren't sure if you wanted to see them or go there. So it really helps you plan out the rest of your time in that city. It's just a great starting place, a great introduction for learning a little bit more about the culture and the country and all of that. Um, And like any kind of tour, they can be general. They can just be like that introduction to the city. They can also be theme-based. You might have like history-related ones or art or like street art or, um, you know, pubs or (laughs) historical figures or anything that you could base a tour around. You can also have a free walking tour about. So the first time I did it, I was trying to think back about my own experience with them. The first time I was on one was in Budapest in 2012, and I had never heard about them before. That was back in like 
baby Marjorie travel days. <laughs> um, when I first started, I was studying abroad in Vienna and first started doing some travel in Europe with friends and I learned so much from them. Um, so I was in Budapest with a few friends and one of them suggested that we do this free walking tour. He had done it before. I'd never even heard of them. Um, so that was my first introduction to them. And I was trying to make a list of all of the cities that I've done them in, but you know, that's just impossible. But definitely um, in Dublin, in Tallinn, Estonia, Riga, Latvia, St. Petersburg, Russia, Warsaw, Poland, Prague in the Czech Republic, Copenhagen, Denmark, uh, Barcelona, Spain. And then I think I did them both in Seoul, in South Korea and in Singapore as well. Um, there's probably a few other that I'm others that I'm forgetting. Um, but those are the ones that stand out to me for one reason or another. Um, I think my favorite one was in Estonia. And that was just because the guide was so engaging. She was just one of those natural extroverted storytellers. Um, everything we learned was really interesting. There were all these like historical stories that um, I, you know, I never had heard anything about. I didn't know anything about Estonia going in, so really everything was new to me. But there were some great anecdotes about um, how they designed their flag and their national anthem, which they copied from Finland. Um, and then some historical stories about how Finland saved them from getting bombed by... Oh, I want to say the Soviet Union. I should have looked this up. <laughs> um... Yeah, okay, I just fact-checked myself there. It was the Soviet Union. Um, and just the story of, like, the singing revolution, which happened a couple years before I was born. So, you know, I'd never heard of it before when more than two million people held hands in this human chain from um, Estonia, the capital of Estonia, to Latvia and Lithuania. Um, just really all these remarkable stories. I guess that one is probably a bigger historical story, but a lot of the stuff she shared was just really unique. And that one, that tour stands out to me. Um, it's probably one of the best that I've ever been on. So that is another factor. Um, I'll get into the some of the bigger pros and cons um, after this, but that is definitely a factor that your tour guide can make it or break it. Uh, and I guess that's true with any tour that you're on, so that's not a specific downside or pro to the free walking tour, uh, but they do heavily depend on just the the knowledge of your guide and the charisma um, and all of that. So like I said, the first one I did was in Budapest in 2012, and this might just be my own impression, but I do think they have gained... Um, in popularity and just availability in the past like 10 years or so. Well, yeah, I guess <laughs> not even 10 years because the first one I took was 2012 um, and it's 2021 right now. But, you know, that was the first time I'd ever heard about it. And the cities that I traveled to um, during that time when I was in Europe, I didn't really see them. I mean, I also didn't necessarily seek them out then, but it just didn't seem like such an industry. And now they are absolutely everywhere. And like I said, the different themes and the different styles. Um, and, and, you know, there are smaller companies, private organizations, just a couple people doing them. There are big companies that operate multiple tours within the same city or, you know, run tours in many different countries. And those are the ones that I do, tr I don't know, try to avoid a little bit, I would say. But then also, like, the guides are still local, so... 
maybe it doesn't really matter um, whether it's a multi-country organization or not. But, you know, I always like to support sort of the the smaller um, local tour companies that are running them. So why do I like it so much? It's something, like I said, I always prioritize this. I try to do it on my first day in a new city. Um, I always, always suggest that other people do it as, again, a great way to orient yourself to get that first um, overview of where you are. So they're really casual (laughs) and they require, they usually require no booking. Sometimes they will ask you to go on their website and just like, you know, fill out your name um, so they have a rough estimate of how many people are going to show up. Um, And that totally varies as well. I'm going to talk to you about one tour that I was on that was just me and two other people, a father and daughter. Uh, But I've also been on ones that are huge groups as well. And again, there's there's pros and cons to all of it. Like with a smaller group, you're going to get, um, you know, a a more personalized tour. You're probably going to have more of a chance to ask questions. The guide might cater it more towards what you personally are interested in. But with a bigger group, you might, you know, you might have other people asking questions that you hadn't considered. There's more input. Um, It might be a little bit more fun, a little bit less awkward if you're like me and a little bit socially awkward in small groups. Um, The bigger group can provide that, that fun atmosphere. So yeah, the whole thing is super casual. Usually there's no booking. You just show up at a central location. Sometimes they'll do the tour thing and like have a certain color umbrella or be wearing, you know, the the shirt of the company or whatever. Um, I also like it because it's exercise. You're walking around. It's fun. You're moving. You're not sitting on a tour bus for hours on end. Um, The information, I think, I don't have a lot of experience with organized tours in general other than free walking tours. I've been on a few though. Um, And I think the information and the stories that you get from free walking tours are a little bit more, I don't know how to describe this, like underground or um, lesser known, uh, maybe a little bit quirkier, (laughs) sort of the things that you wouldn't read in like a dry history book, sort of like anecdotes about the city or... um, things like that. I'm, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head for some examples. Like when I was in Barcelona, um, the guide pointed out that you could see like a silhouette of Darth Vader in the cathedral um, or other funny little details about, you know, the architecture, the buildings or the history or the famous people that live there throughout history that you might not get in sort of a classic um, overview of the city. And also, because the guides are usually, I mean, I think they're always locals. Like I said, they're usually university students. Often they have some connection to the city in terms of like what they're studying at school or what their other job is. Um, So it really is a firsthand local experience. You're getting their own uh, recommendations, their own suggestions. They will usually tell you, I mean, definitely if you ask, but even in general, at the end of the tour, they will often say like, okay, now if you're looking for a place to go for lunch, uh, this is one of my favorite pubs, or this cafe is really great, or um, you can go to this local market and just like buy some things and go have a picnic in this park. So they really help you plan out the rest of your time in that city. Um, to do the things that you might not have known about or you might not have planned if you were going from like a guidebook or the internet or something like that. Um, So you can really discover these places that are popular with the locals. 
um, you can meet people. I've met so many other fellow travelers from these free walking tours. Um, and a lot of times, you know, you'll just have a nice conversation or you might plan to do something together after the tour. I've even met people that then I've spent the rest of that trip with. <laughs> um, you know, we just really hit it off and then we spend the next few days together. So if you are traveling by yourself or even if you're with another person or a group, um, it can be a lot of fun to meet other travelers that you can join up with for the rest of your time. And then also, one of my favorite reasons, it's budget friendly. I'm always down for a discount. <laughs> um, I do try to balance it though because I really, I value it so much that I do want to appropriately compensate them for their time and their energy, the guides. But at the same time, you know, I I generally am a budget traveler. I don't have a huge um, budget for these trips that I go on. So I do like things that are a little bit less expensive, um, really give you that bang for your buck, as it were. And I'm going to get into how much you generally pay for these free walking tours, which are not free, um, in a little bit. So those are all of the reasons that I love free walking tours, what I think the benefits of them are. There are a couple of downsides, and I didn't want to ignore that as well. Um, They're not super accessible in general. You know, they're walking for one, so if that's something that you know, you can't do or you struggle with for a long time, it's not going to be very available to you. Um, And often they are going down like small alleyways or, you know, squeezing through different architectural features or whatever it is. So um, if anyone has that kind of disability or struggles with things like that, that's going to be a challenge. And a lot of times, especially in Europe, when you're in these older city centers, it's going to be cobbled streets, um, which can be a challenge for people to walk on for extended extended periods of time as well, um, or, you know, might be a problem for wheelchairs or other assisted devices. So they're not super accessible, which is a major problem. And one thing that I think this has changed over the years, like I said, since I first started doing them in 2012, 2014 time, they're getting longer and longer. And to me, they're often way too long. I think when I started doing them, they were usually about two hours, one and a half to two hours. And I think two hours should be the maximum. Um, I've gone on some that were like three hours or longer. It's just exhausting. Again, it's a walking tour. You're walking the whole time. So you're physically exhausted and it it just gets boring. You start to tune out. Um, You just get really hungry for lunch because usually they meet at like 10 or 11. So you you just want to go have lunch. You can't concentrate anymore. And it's it's hard to enjoy as much as I love them. And I think the information is really great. It's hard to enjoy something for that long. Um, So I do think that that is a problem. I think they're, you know, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot when they make them too long because then it's actually not enjoyable <laughs> for the people who are on it. Um, and I think they're just trying to pack so much in, which is which is awesome. I admire that. But maybe split it into two tours or, again, group it into, like, different categories or themes instead of trying to do everything in one, like, three-and-a-half-hour tour because I don't want to do that, <laughs> frankly. Um, So I think like one and a half, two hours is the optimum time for a free walking tour. And so other than the fact that they are tip-based, how are they different from traditional tours? So 
like I said, some of these walking tour organizations do exist across many different countries. Um, but generally speaking, I think they tend to be run by smaller organizations than a lot of traditional tour companies. Um, and like I said, the whole atmosphere around them and the content is a little bit more, uh, I don't I don't have the right words for this, but like hipster, edgy, kind of underground, lesser known. Um, you're going to learn more about like the local hangouts, legends, mysteries, uh, things that might get skipped in traditional tours. Um, and then because it's tip based, they have to be engaging. Like I said, I, I have had a couple where it was like, wow, this I'm sure you're a wonderful person, but this is not the job for you um, to be in this tip-based um, in interacting position. Uh, but generally, they are very aware that they're working for tips, and so they go above and beyond to really make it interesting and engaging and fun. Um, so it's not like you're on a, you know, a tour and you're listening to a speaker or you have headphones on or the tour guides speaking into a microphone. Although I actually have had some walking tours that have used microphones just because of the size of the group. Um, but generally it's, it's smaller, it's more personal and the guide really, really tries to keep it engaging and fun and interesting. Um, again, I think they tend to give more personal recommendations than traditional tours for the restaurants, the things to do, the things to see, all of their favorite activities and places in the city. Um, and then a final difference between free walking tours and traditional tours, um, you generally don't have to sign up. Like I said, sometimes they will ask you to register online, but generally you just show up to the designated meeting place at the right time <laughs> and hope you can find them. Um, yeah, that's actually a good question. Have I ever not found a free walking tour? Yes, I was trying to take one in Santiago de Compostela in Spain. Um, and I think they canceled it. It was pouring rain the whole three days that I was there. And I think they canceled it because of the rain, but didn't post that information anywhere. So I showed up at like two different times that it was scheduled and they just didn't show up. It was either that or it was the off season because a lot of times they're run seasonally. Um, in the big tourist season, you know, they'll run them every day, multiple times a day sometimes. Um, and on the off season, maybe only like two or three days a week. So you do have to be careful about that. So now the payment factor, because yes, although it is called a free walking tour, it's not free. It's like tipping in America. You really, really have to do it or you are not a great person <laughs> or you had a really, really horrible experience. But it would have to be very bad, I think, to justify not paying anything. Um, I've mostly done them in Europe, so I think of them in terms of euros. I hope that's OK. Um, so, like I said, I, I really factor in the quality of the tour when I'm deciding how much to pay, uh, but also the number of people there, because if there's more people, they're going to be making more money. Um, but if there's only a few people, I do feel a little bit of pressure to pay. I mean, not pressure from them, just internal, <laughs> internal pressure from myself to pay a little bit more just because, you know, they're not going to be making as much that day. Uh, but then also my own budget for the trip, um, which is not their problem, but it is a factor in traveling. You know, you do have a budget. So in general, I think most people pay between 10 and 20 euros I've seen more than that a couple of times. I've seen people pay like 30 or 40 sometimes. Um, but generally, it seems to be 10 to 20. I usually give 10 if it's a large group. If there's fewer people, I will pay more. Um, 
10 is, yeah, 10 is probably the slightly the lower end of what you should pay. And maybe this is out of date too, because I haven't been in Europe for several years. So maybe, I don't know, maybe the standard has gone up since then. This is just my own perspective. Um, but for example, I was in Latvia and I was on a tour that only had myself and then that father and daughter um, duo. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna have to be paying more because there's only gonna be probably two people paying, tipping her. Um, and then I ended up paying even more than I had planned on because the other gentleman clearly, I mean, I'm sure he was a lovely person, but I think he just didn't understand how it worked. I think he thought that tipping in the sense that like, yeah, you leave some change on the table, like maybe how we tipped in the US in like the 1950s or something. I don't even know. So he just handed her like some change from his pocket, probably like a few euros at most. Um, and and I don't think it was supposed to be an insult or a reflection of the tour because he, you know, he was very nice to her. He asked tons of questions. He seemed to enjoy it. I think he just didn't understand the process. So as soon as he saw that, I handed her 20 euros. <laughs> I was like, I need to up my uh, my tip a little bit because I feel bad about that. Um So it really, yeah, it totally depends. And again, also just based on the cash that you have in your wallet. Like if you don't have the right bill, um, I round up, round down, you know, whatever the circumstance may be. There's tons of factors that go into it. Even then, even though you are paying for what is technically a free tour, it does work out usually to be less than than scheduled tours, traditional tours. So in my research, I made a point to talk about the benefits of free walking tours, but I already covered my own <laughs> my own reasons for loving them in the beginning, and most of my reasons um, overlap with the general benefits of why people recommend them. Uh, but just to quickly go over that, walking tours can get to places that buses can't. So that's a great way or one of the reasons why they're awesome. Um, you know, buses or bikes or like segways or all the different ways that you can take those more traditional organized tours. Um, when you're walking, you can go to many more places. Uh, it's a great way to meet people. I definitely talked about that. Local advice. Yes. Good value for money. Absolutely. Um, they're easier to book or you don't have to book. Um, but that also makes it easier to factor into your own plans. Like if you decide that there's something else you'd rather do that day or that morning, um, you can just decide to go on the free walking tour the next day or in the afternoon or whenever else that it's offered. And you don't have to worry about rescheduling or cancellation fees or anything like that. You can just factor it into your own plans however you want. So there are lots of reasons why they are awesome. And then my final tip, the final thing I wanted to mention is check out a free walking tour in your own city or even a city that you've been living in for a while. So I always think of free walking tours as something I do when I'm visiting a place, but not necessarily when I'm moving to a place. And and that's silly. That's totally silly. I don't know why I have that perception in my mind. Um, So I lived in Dublin for about five months, I think, five and a half months, and it didn't occur to me to take a free walking tour until my last couple weeks there, but I finally did. And, you know, I had learned a lot about the city. I was really familiar with the city and the history and the, you know, all the sites and statues and famous buildings and all of that. 
But I still learned so much more on that tour. It was totally worth it, even though I'd already been there for five months and I was going to leave in a few weeks um, to go on that tour. It was fantastic. And then I've lived in Taipei, I mean, two and a half years this time, plus an additional two years at two separate points in the past. So total of four and a half years. Um I've never taken a free walking tour here, and it, it was actually on my plan of things to do before I left this time, and of course, now we're in a pandemic, um, you know, late in the game here in Taiwan. <laughs> um, you know, we, we use the, the term lockdown. We're not technically in lockdown, but we're not doing things like free walking tours, probably, because um, most everything is closed, and we should not congregate in groups. Um, actually, we're, we're not allowed to. It's against the law right now. Um, so I still haven't taken one in Taipei, but there are many different ones. Um, and I actually found, like I found the group or the organization that I was going to go to. They do them in a couple different parts of the city. Um, cause that's another thing, sort of the difference between the ones I've done in Europe and the ones in Asia, like all cities can have many different kinds of free walking tours. Like I said, those different themes or they might be organized around different parts of the city. But I think in Europe, they're a little bit more prevalent just because a lot of European cities have that historical city center. So it's really easy to build a tour around that very walkable city center, um, you know, a place that most people will be able to get to easily. There's a lot of information that you can talk about there. Um, It's very centrally located, all that stuff. Whereas in Asian cities, um, there's still a, a ton of history, absolutely, and a ton of culture, but they don't necessarily have that really accessible um, city center that is very walkable. <laughs> um, and so they tend to be a little bit more spread out. Like, for example, in Singapore, there were a lot of free walking tours, but they were based around different neighborhoods. There was like the free walking tour for Chinatown or for Little India or for Kampong Glam. Kamp, camp, camp. Uh, I had I had trouble with this in my Singapore podcast. Kampong Glam just sounds so Americanized. Kampong Glam. Um, <laughs> but the... Um, the quote-unquote little Arabia section of town or like the Marina Bay Harbor. Um, So there wasn't necessarily like one general walking tour that could give you an overview of the city. You really had to pick like what section that you wanted to focus on. Um, So I think that is why they might be a little bit more prevalent in Europe, but that's just my perception of it. I really don't know if that's true at all. So final tip, go on a free walking tour in your own city or even a city that you have lived in for a while. You will, without a doubt, learn something new. You might see things with a different perspective or, you know, literally see things in the city that you'd never noticed before, whether it's, uh, you know, graffiti or an architectural feature or the history of a building that you didn't know about. So I highly recommend it. And then, of course, If you are traveling, when you are traveling, absolutely check out the free walking tour. Um, It's one of my favorite things and one of my top recommendations. So that brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you have enjoyed it as much as I have. It really, like, I got so excited talking about this. It really (laughs) brings me back to that traveling mindset. I cannot wait to see new places again and be in new places. Um... 
Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to get back on the road. And without a doubt, free walking tours are going to be something that I will always prioritize and always check out in any city. So have you ever been on a free walking tour? Have you had an amazing one that really stood out to you? Did you unfortunately have like a dud that wasn't so great? Um, was there, you know, an amazing city that you would like to share your recommendation for with that walking tour? I would absolutely love to know about that. So you can send those stories to goingoutyourdoortravel at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at goingoutyourdoor and on Twitter at goingoutyour. And I cannot wait to talk more travel with you next time on Going Out Your Door. Mm-hmm.